0: Hello everybody. My guest today is uh my chiropractor and a friend of mine. Uh, I've been seeing him for quite some time now. I did take a break in there and we talked about that right at the beginning. Um, but uh this is a great episode. We right off the bat in a nerd out segment, we get into making sourdough bread and uh snowboarding. Um, talk about his high school coaching, uh his dabble in, in uh, coaching soccer, then uh why he chose um why he chose to go to college and what it was for. Uh, His origin story, as he said, which is pretty interesting on why he became a chiropractor, going to chiropractic school, and, of course, his uh, uh, practice, uh, Rebel Chiropractic. Um, We talked about that and how that came to be with him and his dad. Uh, It was a great episode. Talked a lot. Uh, It was was a good nerd episode. So, um, uh, again, thanks to Fort Meigs CrossFit for allowing me to be in their space I use their uh, studio up here. If you need anything from them, uh, they have classes for anybody, uh, beginners, people who've been doing CrossFit for a long time, seven days a week. Check out their website, FortMegsCrossFit.com. Without further ado,
1: here's my guest. My name's Tyler Schwanz, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast. With Lorenzo Melcher. Perfect,
0: man. Uh, Thanks for coming on the podcast today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Lorenzo. I
0: I I think I told the guests last week it was after we were done. I'm pretty good at uh, asking people who are not going to say no. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Yeah, so I I again I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, You've been my chiropractor for a while, and I I was thinking coming over here. I was (laughs) like, uh, it feels because I was there for a while, then I left for several years came back and it feels like when you go to the dentist and then you skip a year or two and then you go back you feel like you're going back with your tail between your legs <laughs> yeah, totally and that's what i felt like but no one there made me feel like oh you're back i knew Good. it you know so i Good. i appreciate that and you've helped me a lot sweet like, uh, it started with andy yeah uh, our friend andy Wright, who's a chiropractor in south carolina yeah um who he said before i was i was gonna have my second surgery and he mm-hmm. said don't do that come see me uh, and he helped me out. Never had a surgery. And then when he moved, I was like, "Oh my god, what am I going to do?" Right. And then he hooked me up with you, and it's it's been awesome. So I'm I so appreciate all that. the stuff that you've done for me. Thanks, man. Yeah. I Appreciate that. We're still working on one. Uh, it's getting better. I got a new mattress, so yeah. that helps a lot too.
1: Yeah. Um, so, but That's yeah, it's a big thing. You know, it's like yeah. sometimes people that people you know ask their chiropractor all sorts of, sorts of questions about their bed and their yeah. their pillow and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, find what whatever works for you. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, but it isn't really.
0: I would imagine what you're doing isn't going to be messed up by sleeping.
1: No. Right? No. What we're doing is far less to do with the the biomechanics of it and yeah. much more to do with like how your brain is processing where your lower back is in yeah. space, but yeah. All right. So, I would definitely get on
0: to that because I feel <laughs> like um I feel obviously you're um I compared to me, you're an expert on what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, whenever there's questions, whenever there's any like you always answer them and you're like spot on or you 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 give me an answer and if you don't know the answer, um, I feel like you would, it's never happened with me, but I feel like, hey, I, I'm not quite sure. We'll adjust you and then I'll look into it and I'll let you know next time or whatever. Right. Um, but I never have, I have full confidence. Even my daughter comes to watch, she's like wide eyed, <laughs> like, what's happening? I see her face. Yeah. <laughs> she's not the only one. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but the question I ask everybody first, uh, is what is something you've been nerding out about lately? Something that you're really into, um, some books, movies, cooking, anything, something you just, you've
1: been doing for years or something you just started. It just can't be about work. Okay. Something that gets you away from that. <laughs> this is like the easiest question in the world. Yeah? You you ask somebody who like, I don't know, I've been accused of having too many hobbies. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I just like have so many interests and so many things like, oh, man. So what am I doing right now? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you see around the practice, like, I am pretty deep into the sourdough game. I saw those, yep. Um, <laughs> so I was up at 3 a.m. this morning uh, tending to my sourdough. Wait, uh, why do you have to get up at 3 a.m.? So you don't have to, but if I don't want it to like take over my entire day and okay. cut into family time, I do it like 3.30 in the morning um it's just it's all about timing it's all about timing okay turns and temperature if you want to learn something about sourdough sure, yeah get, this is timing what turns about, yeah. and sourdough and uh and temperature yeah um so with when i started when i put my starter into the dough and mixed it up last night mm-hmm. i knew that right around six hours later it was going to be ready to be portioned out okay. and so i made nine loaves this morning i portioned them out anyway um and that just happened to hit right around 330 this morning so yeah
0: So you knew, started it last night, this is what it's going to be. Yeah,
1: I did, and uh, I knew what I was getting myself into, but it's all right. So have Uh, you
0: been up since 3.30?
1: I have. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Is that a normal thing? (laughs) I took It is, yeah, on the weekends anyway, because we're giving giving it away as like a a free gift in the office. Okay. Um, I'm having to make... Lots and lots of sourdough. So, uh, and I say have to, but I really do, truly, it's weird, but like, I, mean, I picture, really enjoy it.
0: The picture of you in the office is like, yeah. like you're holding two babies. You know? Yeah, like- I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's about as good as it gets. But yeah, I love sourdough. Okay. I mean, like I said, I have a million hobbies. So, I mean, I love snowboarding. I just got back from a trip oh. with my brother out okay. west snowboarding. Is that something you've done? Since you were little? I started uh, snowboarding when I was 27, which, by the way, is I'm 37, almost 37 now. And 27 is way too old to learn how to (laughs) snowboard. It's probably one of the most painful ages you can learn Mm. how to snowboard. It's just like you need to learn that stuff when you're a kid so that when you fall, it doesn't hurt so much. But yeah, snowboarding.
0: Well, I I feel that same way. we so I work at downtown at Glass City, so we have an ice skating ribbon there. Mm. And they uh, people always ask me, Have you been ice skating? Have you been asking? I said, No, I'm never going ice skating, <laughs> I've never been ice skating in my life. I'm not going to start at 38. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've, seen, I've watched older gentlemen out there fall, and it is not a good time. No. And I do not, I do not, you know, as much as I like you, I don't want to have to see you a lot for okay, sure, you know, <laughs> so, for sure. and that's what's going to happen. This guy fell. I thought it was his back. I'm sure his back was sore, mm-hmm. but he fell al- almost on his leg, which would have broke it. Yeah. But he fell enough uh, where it like twisted his ankle and his knee. And yeah. I was like, I can't. I don't want to do that. So I feel you on that. I don't blame
1: there. you. I have a scar right here on my head from ice skating. Oh, really? It was like the first time I had gone ice skating ever. It was my it was my first week of college. Actually, um, I was just like with all of these new friends, and I was like, cool, this is like my college crew. Like, yeah, this is what yeah. I'm gonna. and we uh, we went out to. Um, I was at Ohio State. And we went out to uh, uh, the ice skating rink and it was my first lap around and my buddy from New Jersey was like really good and I was yeah. like, how do you hockey stop? Is it pretty easy? Oh, he's no. like, oh yeah, it's super easy. Is it easy? You just go super fast and then you just, and I was like, sounds good to me. <laughs> I did like a triple axel, but like horizontally oh, yeah, yeah, and then landed right on my face. My glasses broke oh. and spread out over, I was cut right here. Yeah, it was like it was it was a way to enter college for sure oh my gosh yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. The, the way i knew it wasn't gonna end well i mean you started sort of with a scar but the guy's just like yeah you just go fast and then just stop you're like well that doesn't tell me anything yeah that's <laughs> and you be the college is like perfect got yeah, it awesome. that is not how you do it by the way <laughs> so uh sourdough uh i got into a few years ago i got into making i don't do it anymore italian bread oh yeah uh, my in-laws are italian so uh i'd make bread uh which is awesome. a lot easier than sourdough because you don't have to have that starter starter you know yeah um and but it was good i really liked it It is it is fun uh it's also because bread tastes good regardless of the shape it's in so when there's like weird shapes sometimes it looks like it's not gonna be appetizing but it's still bread it's It's still still so good (laughs) Yeah. yeah you can't you can't lose with that yeah yeah um what, what, uh, you said you have a bunch of hobbies. What does your wife think of all
1: these hobbies? How,
0: how does she feel about them?
1: Um, she's good, you know, yeah. over the years. I think she's like, as long as they don't take away from the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I don't know, a lot of my families, or a lot of my hobbies, I try to include in the family, yeah. like, uh, with the bread making. My younger son, I have two sons. Um, my now six-year-old, uh, he does like to get his hands in the dough and, and get messy. And yeah. so, like, there will be weekends where I don't do it at three in the morning, so that he can get involved, or if I'm just making normal normal uh, bread or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then snowboarding. Like, I I took the boys a couple of weekends ago up to do that. That's a dream of mine is to be able to like age with them and like ski with them. They're yeah. skiing, I'm snowboarding, but I'd love to be able to do that with them for my entire life. I just never really got into hobbies that are like. Like golf, which would, mm-hmm. which right now would take me away from the family for like three hours, four hours at a time. Right. Um, yeah, I I do enjoy doing things with them for yeah. sure.
0: When you, uh, do you tend to like stick with these things for a while, or is it like I have a hobby and I'm gonna do it for it might be a year or two, and they're like, all right, well that that's done, or right. and then maybe pick it up again years later. Or yeah, whatever, or do you tend I'm,
1: to? Yeah, I I think I've been both. I you know just because if you have a lot of interest, you don't know if you're truly like interested in mm-hmm. it until you go all in and, you know, burn out or like this, the bread thing's been going on for darn near, you know, three, three and a half years now. So I okay. think that's probably a total shift. Yeah. um Snowboarding the same way. One thing that I'm, that I'm interested in is uh cold plunges. Have you had I anybody see, oh, on I've talk about it. cold plunges? No, I have not. I was I like, seen. that's fascinating. Yeah. I'm definitely doing that. A buddy of mine had a uh, 50 gallon, 55 gallon drum from work yeah. that he washed out and cut the top off of. And he's like, come on over. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. <laughs> I got addicted. So like, I got like, a hundred gallon just like rubber made thing at my yeah. house, and I'm like, you know this is kind of like a low barrier cheap kind of way to get into it, and if I'm really into it over the summer and everything like that, maybe it'll be a lifestyle change too, so yeah, yeah but what, I
0: love doing that, so I'm assuming have you like dove into like why people do it or why it's like oh yeah. healthy for
1: you, yeah, and even like all the health benefits aside, like yeah. I'm sure there are health benefits, but all that aside. I do it strictly just for mental toughness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm sure it's helping my metabolism and my immune system and all that kind of stuff, but it's like slaying a dragon at five in the morning when I go out there and it's dark and I'm like, I'm the only person. No one's going to know if I don't do it. <laughs> I could just say that I yeah, did it, yeah. go- walk back in, whatever. But no, like, you get in it and I like to stay in it for like at least five minutes, but like up to 10 minutes if it's like, if it's above 40 degrees, like, 10 minutes or something like that, yeah. I tell you what, minute seven, like this overwhelming peace, like the pain, the coldness goes away, and it's just like peace, and it's just like, this is why I do this, so Man. yeah, mental toughness is why I do it for sure. That's probably not one for the the whole family. Uh, we did it once. Did <laughs> they were not happy. They stayed in a yeah. total of maybe like five seconds, but that's okay. They <laughs> think it's cool. Uh, is your family tired of eating sourdough bread? <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, they're tired of when I do a huge batch bake and none of it's for them. Um, oh, pretty much all of it's okay, for okay. customers or all of it's yeah. for the office or whatever. Yeah. They, they get very excited when some of it is for them.
0: Do you sell it too? Or do you? I get... do. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: I, uh, I have a website and I, I sell it. Um, a couple of months ago I shifted the business to be more, more so like bulk, Orders So mm. that if uh, somebody wanted to order like 10 orders or uh, like 10 loaves of sourdough, yeah. like I'd be happy to do a batch for them. Okay, um, Just because with working full time at the office and I also work full time or <laughs> it seems like sometimes um, with a chiropractic mastermind okay. um, that helps like chiropractic students get out of school and open up um, successfully. And... So,
0: so you are that? So it's like a mentor or what? Yeah, it's like a okay, mentorship.
1: Okay. I'm a mentor in it. And, okay. uh, and so, yeah, we travel to schools and we uh presents like hey this is our this is our story this is our experience these were our mistakes this is uh things that you could avoid or things that you should look into and we try to stay um i guess up to speed on what the uh what the trends are in the industry yeah. so yeah so i do that in the office and the and the baking so yeah i try to manage my time very closely so you have I, to yeah yeah it could take <laughs> over your life very easily yeah wow um I
0: can't get off sourdough. I have another question. Keep going. I um, love it. I could talk the whole time. So, <laughs> I love it. Are there, so when you there's just like when you go to the store or go anywhere and you get sourdough, is there just like one kind of sourdough? You know what I mean? Like like or do you make can you make it different by saying like this? Is a different you put different spices or something in it? Or is it just sourdough?
1: So arguably, this is okay, you do have nerd in your name. So we're just going to nerd out so yes, on it for do a second. It. Yes, so yes. um Arguably, I think that every person's sourdough could be a little bit different just because their starter is made up of a a unique biodiverse group of bacteria and yeast and everything like that my starter I keep a, what's called a stiff starter meaning I I keep it with a higher percentage of flour than water um, I travel with my starter so that if I like go out west or if I go to Atlanta then I'll take that little mason jar and I'll open up and and put it out on the sill overnight yeah. so that I arguably I have like bacteria from all over the country That are raising my bread now. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I use a mixture of flours. So I use a mixture of rye, um, a mixture of whole wheats um, that comes from North Dakota, um, and then a mixture of bread flour. And I mill my own flour at home. Uh, So... (laughs) (laughs) I know. See? Like... Of course. <laughs> yes. So that's I, crazy. I I mill about a 30% uh home milled and then 70% uh bread flour Okay. and then maybe about 10% of that is rye. So Yeah, that's uh, so
0: interesting. I think that's, it's pretty that's cool. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it the, the and I'm sure for you like I like when people ask me questions about like certain things or whatever I'm into. A couple yeah. a couple weeks I'm going to go to um Parisburg High School and talk about podcasting. Yeah. So like I really like that and I want to ask all these questions and you know, so and they um it's called Jacket You. It's like teachers and administration bring in like what they're into, what their hobbies are, and mm-hmm. then kids and other teachers can sign up and like That's listen really about neat. it if they're interested. And I talked to the principal. He said, there's a couple of students that are really interested in coming and listening to you know your podcast thing. It's amazing. Like, awesome. So, so I probably have the same fascination as you do or excitement when people ask you about it. Because yeah. you, you're just like waiting sometimes. That's how I feel. Like yes. Waiting for people to ask me about it. It's like, know? how
1: do you know somebody, uh, Big Sourdough? It's like, don't worry. They'll tell you. Like. <laughs> That's how it is yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> that's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, do you just at when you're at the chiropractor office because I notice like your certain hours and it makes sense when you when you talk about all these other things you do because you're like ah here's here's my hours this day this day we're off these days and I'm like oh then when these days are off you're probably gone or doing you know going to the, be that mentor and, and yes. that kind of stuff right that's why you start setting these things sure. how how so when you were in school did they have this program too no. So it's a newer thing. How do you? How does it benefit you, you mm-hmm. think, when you're doing this mentorship program?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, there are seasons of life. And when you're in the season of being a student, it doesn't matter if you're a chiropractic student or a professional student in, in any other way, mm-hmm. um, you're in the season where you just need people around you that are feeding into you. Um, if you don't, you feel like you're on an Island. You feel like you're doing it on your own. Um, you probably feel helpless. Like every little decision, you you don't know if it's the right one. So it's really helpful if you find somebody that's maybe like five to 10 years ahead of you that is going the that is where you would like to be. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I tell students is like, you may not want to have a life that looks just like mine. Um, but there's somebody within our, our mastermind organization that probably does have a life that looks very similar to what you envision in your mind, what you would like to you know be doing at that point, um, and then follow them, like follow them, ask them questions, you know. Um, so as you grow, then all of a sudden, when you're in my stage of life where you're not thinking about literally every decision of your business day every single day, it's like things are running, things are good. Mm-hmm. Um, you you've established a brand, you've established your technique, you you know what you got to do to help people. You've helped people. Yeah. Like that's the other thing as a student, like you've never helped people. And when you open up your doors, like, yeah, you have a lot of book knowledge, Mm -hmm. but like in the back of your head, you're like, am I actually going to be able to help people? Like I've never done it before. So sometimes just being able to encourage the students with the testimonies and be like, yeah, I had this guy came in and he was red in the face and, and all bent over. And it was like two, three adjustments, and the dude was like able to go to work again. His ability to make an income was back. Like we changed his life, totally saved his life in, 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 uh, in that way. And they just need to be told, like, yeah, that's, that's possible. That is going to be me. Oh, yeah. um, so I think as a mentor, um, I've heard it said sort of like if you get into your professional life and you never have a way to mentor others, you, you become like the, the Dead Sea. Like You've had inlets of information to you your entire life, but there, if there's no outlet... Then you become salty and life does not exist in you like the Dead Sea. It's like that's the way you are if you don't mentor others. So um, I've always thought that that's a very important, if you want to call it a hobby, a hobby job. But like it's a very important piece of my life because it um, it keeps me fresh. It keeps me young. It, it, it makes me... Always want to be better so that I can provide more for. Uh, I guess send the elevator back down
0: um, okay, yeah.
1: to the to the people that's just like somebody sent the sent the elevator down to me mm-hmm. um, with older students. And there was one particular doc. This organization didn't exist, but there was one particular doc that kind of took us under uh, his wing when we were students, and that's kind of like how this was birthed.
0: And I think you know your your thing. The it's called masterminds. Yeah. It's, a, a, it's called you know, it's
1: called amped, amped. Uh, but okay. it's a it's a
0: chiropractic mastermind, yeah. Sorry. Okay, so it's it's you know an official thing. Here's what we do, this kind of stuff. But there's a lot of people that's where it's unofficial, right? So you yeah. like you could have um you could just be at a job and have a supervisor or a boss that's really good at at giving you that information. And sometimes it might not even be like. They might not even realize what they're doing, yeah, but it is a good like mentorship one on one thing that it just happens daily because you're there all the time and you're with them, and it's you know that is a good analogy where people you know get all that information, and then there's nowhere like what do you do with it yeah. like you, you feel empty or you feel like you know i or maybe it's the other way like I have all this information, no one else is going to have it you yeah know? i don't, yeah, I'm maybe. sure some people feel that way too, you know, but yeah, but they you know to want to help people or even. You know, I think there's way more people doing it than they even suspect that they're doing
1: it. And that's a beautiful thing when it's just like happening naturally between, you know, people that are just a little bit ahead of you in whatever you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So uh, I know a little bit about you. Uh, First of all, that... uh, that is one of the better nerd out segments we've had. Uh, so it's like again, super nerdy, and it's not going to stop because we're going to talk about chiropractic care, and I'm sure that's really nerdy too. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to start from wh- uh, where you grew up. You grew up around this
1: area? Yeah, Waterville.
0: Waterville. Uh, did you you went to Anthony Wayne.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you play any sports or anything in high school? I played soccer. Okay. I would say I was middle middle of the road yeah. talent. You know, I was never going to go collegiate or anything like that. Did you play yeah. all four years? I did. Yeah, nice. I played my whole life. You yeah. know, I played since you you know U nine. But uh, but yeah, I played my whole life and I don't really play now. Uh, My son plays now, and I find myself – I'm not a coach, but I find myself accidentally yelling coaching – uh, uh, instruction from the sideline, So yeah. I might have to remedy that eventually but... <laughs> Does your wife say, hey, knock it off? Um, She's like, you should just talk to Brad And see if you can help him out yeah. And whatever, but yeah, I don't know We'll see how it goes
0: as, uh, as someone who's been coaching for a long time It is one of the most awesome things Especially yeah. when they're little kids Yeah, Because the change from the beginning of the season To, let's say, if it's softball or baseball Six months later, is like Astronomical! It's and wild. You can see it, you know.
1: I love it. I yeah. don't know that I would enjoy it as much when they're older because right now they're just so open mm-hmm. to everything. I'm like, dude, if you just learn this pullback, like in soccer, if you just learn this pullback, you're going to be a god in, <laughs> in all of the six and seven year olds. If you can, I, I show them like the spin move, all this kind of stuff. You yeah. can learn this. If you can kick with your left foot, yeah. you're going to be
0: unstoppable <laughs> for like a year. <laughs> well, you know what's what's best is when when they do get older. That's kind of for me. That's kind of when. I envision myself stop stop coaching my own kids, mm. you know, because as a parent or as a as a coach, I get so many parents that come up to me and be like, hey, can you tell so my son X, Y, and Z because he'll listen to you oh. because we're not, you know, I'm not his parent, yeah. right? So there's always going to be that conflict of parent and kids, no matter how good your relationship is at some mm-hmm. point, there's going to be conflict about something yeah. big or small, whatever. So I see myself like if Mateo, my son, plays football, like I'm still going to be a coach, but, maybe, but I'm not going to be like, Directly his coach, maybe, yeah. You know, so I'm sense. I'm I'm trying to. That's just my life plan. But I agree with you. Like now, when they're little, like I think the only reason my daughter's playing softball is because I'm the coach. Yeah. So I'm afraid, like if we go, we're playing travel softball for the first time this year. I'm afraid, like next year, if I decide not to do it, like she'll she'll stop playing. Yeah. But I want her to keep playing because I I enjoy watching her play more than coaching. Right. Yeah. That's right yeah. But I also like the coaching aspect of it. But yeah. if you do get the opportunity, even if you're like, hey. Uh, he's six. The season's uh, two months long. You know, even if you want to test it out, I know you're busy doing, you know, growing, mm-hmm. growing bread and that kind of stuff. But like, uh, I always tell the football coaches, I always have conversations about parents, and I think every parent should coach at least one time to kind of see what it is. I don't care yeah. what age, because it's all you can all. It's all kind of the same. For sure, but I think if they coach one time, they can kind of feel like. Uh, maybe I probably shouldn't be yelling I have coach, some empathy but. too yeah.
1: for like what the coach goes through. Yes. Yeah. There were a couple years ago, way back before I had kids, so this was at least like uh, I think probably 8 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um one of my best friends that I played soccer with in high school, um he was like, "Hey dude, like I'm in a spot. I need help. I need an assistant coach yeah. for like these, I think it was U9 girls." Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "The situation is we had so many girls come out that we had enough for like an A team." And then we had to make cuts. And we had so many come out that we had enough for a full B team. Yeah. And then made cuts and still had oh. enough for a C team. And these girls. Were you the C team? I was the C team <laughs> yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. They had no no natural talent, yeah. no competitive drive. Like I'm talking about picking dandelions, skipping, yeah. being down like ten, eleven to zero, not caring one bit. Yep um that was my that was my team but i really did enjoy it um but gosh those girls could talk and they were so social and i loved them for it but they (laughs) to try and like wrangle them it was actually a thing of mastery when i watched my friend like how good he was with Mm. them he's actually an administrator at a school right now yeah um and he is in his purpose like i have no doubt like those kids respect him uh but also listen to him but also think he's hilarious like that's the way it was with these kids, and like I admire that, and that's I think you're right like if if every parent did one year of coaching or assistant coaching to try and see like what it goes into it and yeah. how you earn their respect because it doesn't just happen automatically, like not. you have to earn the right to you know tell them what to do and they have to think you're legit and all that stuff, so
0: can I tell you more? That was evident about earning respect more this year because I coached uh, girls basketball for the first time, freshman girls basketball. Yeah. And I've coached football for over 10 years. It's just like, all right, coach, coach me. These girls made me like work to be their coach. Yeah. Like, they weren't just going to let me because some of them didn't even know who I was. Yeah. Few were in the band, so they recognized me for football f- on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. But man, it was, it was, <laughs> yes, yeah, like I said, they made me work, but it just made it like when I finally was able to like, Be their coach. Yeah, it made it that much better because I knew they like. Then they accepted me. You know, you know. But yeah, getting that, getting that acceptance is is tough. Yeah, you know. And as little, when they're six or seven, they don't know that they're doing that still. But it's
1: still part of it. Yeah, for sure. The (laughs) initiation. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: So, were you involved in anything else in high school, or was it just?
1: Um, I was a uh, musical nerd. Was probably my my biggest thing. Yeah, Yeah. So I played soccer in the fall, and then I did the spring musicals. So, yeah, I was a music man. I was able to, you know, do all that. I did, uh, I think my favorite one was probably Ragtime. Okay. That was a community theater production, but very emotional, very incredible piece. But um, but yeah.
0: Do you do any of that stuff now?
1: Um, Not since kids were born. I haven't done uh, any musicals. I think my last show that I did was 1776, which is a pretty awesome, like, historical Mm -hmm. musical. Um, I did Les Mis um, right before the boys were born. Um, I do sing at church, so I don't um, do, like, theater. But I do sing at church about once a month. Okay. Which is nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, so do you like... So one of my favorite things is... I like, I like uh, some music too. I'm not a huge into musicals. My mm-hmm. wife likes musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, I do like all the kids movies and they have I like the music in there oh yeah uh, and, and I like Encanto was you know one of the recent ones that came Sick. out yeah love that we watched actually we watched it, it was live at uh, I forget where it was somewhere in California it was a live performance oh wow so with all the pe- like actual uh, voice actors and everything yeah. doing other stuff so that was cool but I, I I can never get tired of like watching those little kid movies now my kids are a little older they don't watch them as, over and over when yeah. my daughter was <laughs> I think four we watched Moana every Ooh, day yeah. yes so, like <laughs> But but uh, do it's your good. do your kids enjoy all those things? All yeah, my too?
1: my kids are interesting. Um, they like movies, but I found like weirdly, I don't know, I've never met any other kids like this that mm. they're very um uh, how do I put it? Like they were kind of like when when the the lava monster came out in Moana, yeah. like they were very freaked out by yeah. that, like very scared, like and they're old, like they were older. I was like, yeah. how, why are you scared of this? Like yeah, this yeah. is no big deal, it's not real. But like as I watched I'll watch my boys watching something, and their face is just, like, so, like... They're feeling exactly yeah. what the characters are feeling. So, I get it. So, yeah, we don't... Um, I guess as far as, like, the Disney movies, we're just busting into those. Okay, okay. Um, and they, they they like them. They like the songs. But still, like, I can tell, like, I have to reassure them a little bit. I don't know. It's just my boys. <laughs> and I, I hesitate to be like, yeah, are you just being... Are you scaredy cat or whatever? Yeah, yeah. But, like, no, they're... They're fine. It's just, yeah, who, they, it's just who they are. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's that's fine.
0: That and it, I mean it goes to show like how good these kids' movies are too. Yeah, right? like they
1: connect with them Yeah. deeply. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so yeah. Uh my uh my wife and the kids just watched a few, I think it was probably a few months ago now, but they watched Matilda, the musical. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. seen that or not. Yeah, with the swings and everything uh, like that. Man, they yeah, cool. they listen to the music. My daughter knows, like immediately knows all like all the songs. And it was like pulling teeth to get them to sit down and watch it. And now yeah. they all love it. They'll love they'll it. play the music in the car and everything. And yeah. I didn't. I'm not like I said. I'm not a huge fan of musicals. It wasn't something I I watched. Yeah. But but they like it. And, and now yeah. I listen to the
1: songs all the time. So now this, I like the songs. You know, so <laughs> yeah, gonna, they're familiar. Gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I find it crazy that um, like even at school, like when the kids learn like the songs to learn all the states, like mm. and all the continents, and like both my boys know all the presidents in order because of a song. I feel a little, I feel about this big yeah. when they're like, Daddy, who's the 25th president? I'm like, dude, I don't know. Let me look it up. And they like, they just go through the song until they hit number 25. And yeah. I don't know, Miller, Fillmore, something like that. But, um, but yeah, like music is amazing for that and for, yeah. for learning. So Yeah. <laughs>
0: So when you were in high school, mm-hmm. um, did you know you want to be a chiropractor? I mean, your dad is a chiropractor. My dad is a chiropractor. So, yep. so
1: is that something you knew? Like, right, like, for, like, how long did you know? Like, I'm going to be a chiropractor. I did not want to be a chiropractor in oh, okay. high school. Yeah, in high school, um, um, I don't know that I knew what I wanted to to be. I um, I thought for a while that I wanted to go into musical theater. Actually, okay. I was that serious about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I auditioned at several schools and got offers at several schools and i thought that was what i was going to do and then i kind of got cold feet and as a 17 year old kid i had to ask weird questions like do i want to have a family someday and do i want to work in nine to five do i want to live near my parents and all that kind of stuff as a 17 year old kid like you don't necessarily know all those answers yeah but i the way i answered then was like i think i do want to have like a like a regular like lifestyle yeah not one living in manhattan or you know the west coast or london or whatever and that's that would have been my life if I had gone that route, yeah. and um, so yeah, I pivoted. Um, I put in my application at Ohio State because that's where my best friend was going, and I was like, I guess I'll major in biology. I'm good at science, so I. So, so
0: even even doing that, you're still like, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Maybe <laughs> which and, which is sorry to cut you off, but which is every senior's I, dilemma, right? I Junior know. senior dilemma. It's it's like. And for you to say, like, well, do I want to have family? Nobody's going to say that. I have you know, no very idea. few people, right? Yeah. You know, and, but to you, to, for you to recognize that and even make this shift and then, and then still, which is totally normal for everyone, still go yeah. to college and be like, I have no idea what I'm doing yeah. here. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, now having kids, I'm like, shoot, like, should they should they take a gap year after high school like yeah. that? That just wasn't really as common when when I was coming through that when yeah. we were coming through that. Yeah, and I'm like, man, that could a lot of wisdom could be gained in a in a gap year of working to decide if you want to make this huge student loan investment before diving in and like knowing I guess better direction of where you want to go. But um, but yeah, as a high schooler, I did not know. Um, and it, honestly, uh, it wasn't until my last year of college that I finally knew my direction because my My degree was, I I entered with biology, very quickly shifted it toward um, health administration, Mm -hmm. which is sort of like a biology with a business leaning. Okay. Um, And I had the idea that I was going to help to administrate and like run a hospital, which is funny where I am now, but uh, (laughs) I thought I was going to do that. And then, uh, so health administration was the name of my major. And then uh, I eventually took a class called health administration, like the title class. Yeah. Hated it. Oh no! Wait, so, so this, what
0: specific? Can you remember specifics? Oh
1: yeah. So, uh, so I had to create a. Uh, I had to create a healthcare system. It was like during an election year, so it was okay. like a buzzword thing. So I had to create my own healthcare system for the state of Ohio. Okay. And I was give, given like a certain amount of money to allocate to, um, like, take care of people that had nothing, mm-hmm. and the elderly, and um, vision, and dental, and you know, I'm oversimplifying it, but yeah, basically what I had, what my vision was, was to totally shake up the entire system, because the previous... 10 weeks, we had learned that that system was broken and that people were being underserved, that people were sicker than ever, that we were taking more drugs than anywhere else in the entire country, and Mm -hmm. yet we were somehow still sicker, that we had better access, yet people were not getting well, that we were over budget and underserved, and it was just like not a good system. So I was like, well, let's totally break the system and do something different. Um, So I created a system that spent pretty much the majority of my budget on um, preventative care, Mm -hmm chiropractic. That was where I came from. That's what I knew. Um, like organic food growth and availability and like ergonomics and um, like workout facilities in like big fortune 500 yeah. companies, that sort of stuff. So it was like these three prongs and then like other things that like spouted off of it that took the place of all those other things. Long story short, um, I presented it in front of my class and you know how class presentations go. Like yeah. none of my classmates listen, but I finished up and they're like clapping. Um, and then my professor was like, very interesting. Um, I wish you would have taken it seriously, no. Mr. Schwanz. And I was like, in, like front in front of everybody. And if you want to make like a an all A student like mad, yeah, like do that, you know. So I like pushed up my glasses and I was like, dude, like I did take it seriously. You taught us that the system was broken, so I thought it would be good to like totally break the system and do something new. Yeah, and he was like. Okay, whatever, I can see what you did, but I tell you what, I'm feeling generous, so I'll allow you to redo it for full credit if you turn it in by next Friday. Oh my
0: gosh. And
1: so I was like, whatever. And uh, but on my way out of the out of like the presentation back to my seat, I walked by him, and this is like my origin story. <laughs> I was like, Hey, shame on you, because you got this whole room of college students that could have fresh new ideas, and you're telling us to do the same old tired system that yeah. is broken in the first place. And I said, I'm going to help people that can't get help in your broken system. And so that night, wow, literally, I went home and I got online and I looked up chiropractic schools and I found the one that my dad went to and I was like, good enough. And I uh, figured out what the prereqs were. So I, um, I applied at Columbus State so that I could take classes simultaneously there as I was also taking them at Ohio State so that I could graduate on time. Because I had a big hiking trip after graduation that I wasn't going to miss <laughs> um, on the Appalachian Trail. So yeah, I graduated on time, got all my prereqs in, uh, and then went at, when I got back from my Appalachian Trail trip, went down to Georgia and went to grad school, and that was it. At Life University. Right? At Life University, yeah, that's which is where I ran into Andy, who's from okay. here. Yeah, but ran into Andy. He was about four quarters ahead of me. Oh, so you didn't um, know him um he he went to chiropractic school because of my dad okay okay. um so i didn't really interact with him until i was down there but yeah we became we became good good friends down there and practiced on each other and he was a good mentorship but like we were doing it at the same time kind of role uh so did you redo the project Yes, I did because I had you, to graduate. Ah. I know, I know. I had to. But, but I had you to pass to. the class. Yes, yeah, right, I had to right. do what I had to do. Uh, I sold out so that I could do it. But uh, <laughs> I know. I people ask that, and I'm embarrassed to say I did. But yes, that's. But, I right. mean, a lot of people would have done. Yeah, <laughs>
0: especially, especially because you, like you said, you get all A's, so you're, you're just gonna. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at, at some point, I'm sure there was principals, but I also wouldn't have said what you said. You know, <laughs> to yeah. that guy at yeah. the time, right? Yeah. To the to the professor, but that that is. True. How how can you spend weeks going through this saying how poor it is and mm-hmm. how bad it is, and then expect the outcome to be this like, well, I just told him how crappy it is, and this project
1: should reflect that. Yes. But then he got mad when it reflected his teaching. Even, yes. Right? It was a blatant incongruency, and it's that same blatant incongruency that kind of fuels my fire yeah. today as a chiropractor. That, that's uh... – Pretty crazy. I did like he's how you said it. it's your
0: origin story, but it is pretty crazy how that night you're just like, all right, I'm a chiropractor now. Yeah, and that just... was
1: it. Like, I hate when people <laughs> not, are te- not your dad who's been doing it for years. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, but like when people are telling stories and they're like, and it was in that moment that yeah. I realized, I'm like, no way, like nobody realizes that, but nope, that was me. It like was totally it was literally bad. in that moment that I realized I was gonna be a chiropractor. So yeah, that was how it happened. Oh my gosh, that that's pretty awesome.
0: And I think it's I think it's really cool too to. To have a point like that? Because I think you can go your life and just be like, I don't know, I don't know how I got here or how it happened. Yeah. For, for me, it wasn't like someone did something. At one point, I Andrea, and I was like, I got to go to college. I got to get a degree in something. And, I, and I've told this story here before, but I took the Owens catalog, flipped through it, dog-eared a bunch of pages, probably ended up with 60. Yeah. Then I went back, did it again, kept dumbing it down until I had two. One was what I ended up being was uh, landscape turf grass management. And the other one was x-ray tech. I don't know why. I don't know how. <laughs> cool. Uh, but the, and then ultimately what decided it was like I'd rather be outside than inside. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened. That's, that's how, great. That's why I got my degree. Good to know about yourself. Yeah. and But now, but I know that. Like <laughs> if it wasn't for that conversation we had that night, yeah, like I wouldn't be where I'm at right now,
1: possibly. Honestly, you know? that's so, a really good method. Like. Yeah, I would. I don't blame you at all. I think more kids should do that.
0: (laughs) I do agree with you the fact that, like, I mean, we talk about our kids too. Like, what are you gonna do when they get to college? Like, in high school to college? Because I would have loved if someone was like, "I don't think you're ready for college. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe take some time off." Because I graduated with a two point three in high school. Yeah, Uh, I didn't try. If I tried a little bit, I could have got all B's, but I just didn't try.
1: Yeah,
0: and I think if someone would have saw that I'm not trying in high school. I'm not going to try in college when I have to do everything by myself. Yeah. You know, if someone would have recognized that. But, Nightmare. But, you know, at the time, like you said, and I think we're getting away from that just as a society, I so. right? I yeah. think people are, just as I, as I talk to more people in schools and stuff, yeah. they are, you know, Penta's, Penta's a huge thing. I love Penta. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just
1: spoke at Penta the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, we. Uh, I spoke to their uh, cosmetology program because I want them to be able to be happy cosmetologists that – Aren't dealing with like uh, repetitive injuries from like having their arms up and doing colors and stuff like that. So I did like a whole posture pod kind of thing. Yeah, it was really cool actually. One of my patients teaches over there and uh, she invited me and I was like, oh yeah, I love Penna. I would love to do that. Yeah, Yeah, that's one of my favorite things.
0: I I always tell the kids, like, I I always talk to high school kids and uh, I always try to do, like, try to say it's okay that you go to Penna because when I was in high school, if I said I was going to Penna, you'd be made fun of. And that's why I didn't go. Was Otherwise, I would have went yeah. too, right? So mm-hmm. that's still there a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, everything's... Ch- I think pe- they're sh- making a shift. Even yeah. uh, a friend of mine, uh, he's a junior high principal. He says when he talks to kids, not he doesn't ask them what they want to do. He asks them what kind of lifestyle do you want to live. Yeah. And if you like, well, I want to live on a beach and I want to be able to go surfing every morning. Okay, well then you got to find a uh, occupation that helps you live that lifestyle totally and i always tell my, my 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 uh crew at work like i'm really focused on uh work work life balance
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i i tell them the same thing like i want you to come to work happy uh because you get to do these things outside of work and you're not here for 12 hours because mm-hmm. and, 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 if you're not happy here yeah then you're not gonna be happy outside of uh, here and it's gonna make everyone's life miserable yeah so i try to just instill on in them like do stuff There's even uh, So we just hired a crew leader for, uh, for my park And I even told her Like uh, Don't be the person Who has 500 vacation hours mm-hmm. Like so I'm almost to the point When I take vacations I have to calculate Like alright Will I have enough vacation yeah. Because I value that And I yeah. told her Like don't live your life here you know, even my boss. One time, I was at football practice, and I picked up my phone. He goes, "Why are you answering your phone?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well,
1: you're calling me." He goes, "I was just gonna leave a message." You know, yeah, so yeah. I think it's important to to have all that. For sure, you know? there's um there's this concept that I just came across the other day, um, and I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, called Ikigai. guy. Have you heard of that?
0: Uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's yeah. like
1: a Japanese word that uh, uh it it doesn't mean exactly just this, but it's like sort of like your purpose, mm-hmm. and it's like the intersection between like your. Profession, your vocation, your mission, and your passion. And I've been asking myself, like, what are my passions? What's my mission? And for me, with chiropractic, like, there is a missional component to it that I can't expect every single one of my employees to necessarily share. Yeah. But I think we do a pretty good job. And many of our employees, like, truly, they're like, this person needs to get in because, you know, their life is totally going to get changed. Like, I think instilling uh, a bit of missional mindset uh, mm-hmm. for that is important to, to any job because there's a million things you could do. Yeah. So you might as well feel like not only are you making a paycheck, not only am I good at this, not only is it fun, but like the world needs this mm-hmm. and I'm making the world a little bit better because I chose to get up and go to work today. And um, yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about that and like where chiropractic fits into that and like my other like hobbies and like, uh, and how to lead, I guess, how to how to lead my employees, my team yeah. um, in that understanding like they may not have the same exact passions that that I do. But how do you lead someone and like make sure that there is that good work life balance and that they're not just um they're not working like we value like work life balance, too, which is why we always have we work a, a four four day work week. Um, we work really hard, you know, for those four days, and every weekend is a three-day weekend, mm-hmm. and I think that's a huge benefit for our team. And uh, we try to communicate to that that to them. It's like when we're here, we're here; when we're away, we're away. Yeah. And uh, and and respecting that has has always been a really important piece for our office.
0: Do you ever have you ever struggled, or do you struggle with like I have my goals and my aspirations and and what I want to do and what I want this you know uh, facility to be and all this stuff, and then you have employees who who don't necessarily are, I mean, no one there is negative. Everyone I always interact right. with is positive, but do you ever feel like the struggle is I want to do all these things, but they're not up to my level?
1: Um, in the past we've had, we've had some that yeah. are, that are more difficult. I don't, uh, I don't think that there's any of them there now. Um, and we train on that. I think that that's not necessarily something that you can expect them to be hired in with. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to hire them in with uh things that are untrainable, like honesty and empathy and kindness. And I think probably like the desire to serve others. Um, if, if you don't have that, then you're not going to be happy doing what we do, what they Mm do, um, at the office. And yeah, there've been moments of frustration, but at the end of the day, there's a, I think ever since I read the book, like, um, extreme ownership, uh, that one by Jocko, Mm -hmm. um, he told this story where he was like a, he's a Navy SEAL. And he was telling the story of, um, like boat leaders when they're doing this, this training and hell week. And forgive me if you've had anybody on that's talked about this. like no, I, no. Mine's purely from reading. I don't have any experience, but, um, they would have these boat leaders and they would go on these races and whoever got back first would get a break. And whoever, um, got back last would have to go on an extra one. Oh, wow. Um, and so it was like the, the same team was winning every single time, and the same team was losing every single time. And what he did is he took the leader from the winning boat and put him on the worst boat and took the leader from the losing boat and put him on the winning boat. The team stayed the same, but the leaders changed. Yeah. And after about three rounds, the, the team that had been losing all of a sudden started winning. Wow. And so that illustration is like in me now. It's like if there's something going wrong in the office – it's not their fault. Mm. It's my fault. And if it's a if it's a person that shouldn't be on the team, it's my fault for leaving them on the team. Um, so it's my responsibility to kind of protect the culture and the direction that we're going. And if there's one person that is not pulling their weight, then it's up to me to like either rehabilitate them or train them or ease them out of the team, you know? And so, um, yeah, that extreme ownership, like it's all, it's all on the leader is something that I try to, uh, I guess... Uh, bring to the bring to the practice all the time.
0: Do you feel you can you can share that leadership role with the other two chiropractors that are there?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, I do, and uh, it's been it's been a cool way. The way that we've been growing our practice has been different than I think a lot of businesses. I, we- I just
0: sorry to oh. cut you off, but I just didn't know like um, no, you're answering it right. I just I didn't know if it was like some offices where they're they're in your building. Doing what you want to do, but it's like kind of their own thing.
1: You know what I mean? Like uh, the chiropractors. Yeah, because like here, gotcha.
0: even in the building we're at now, there is a person who has the the room over has her own little mm-hmm. little studio, and mm-hmm. she does her own thing there. So I, I know you guys are all one thing.
1: I just didn't know if it was like
0: I got you. we're all together in this. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, we're very much all together in it, and um I think that just happens with like I didn't put out an ad. And our chiropractors that we have here didn't, like, answer the ad and, like, interview, like, having not had a relationship. Like, I met uh, Dr. Allison through the mentorship program. Like, I mentored her as a student and helped to bring her through the process. And, like, when she came to graduation, um, she saw a video that I posted online when we were moving to our new facility. Uh, And I said, hey, and these are, I was just showing around, and it was on Facebook or whatever. I was like, these are adjusting rooms three and four, like. Currently we don't have a doc to fill these, but prayerfully we're hoping that eventually like somebody'll come in and yeah and and fill these. And she saw that and she said that she was like crying watching it. She's like, those are mine. (laughs) And she like, you know, emailed me, said, Hey, I want to come and visit. How can I serve your office? And it was like this, how can I serve for free? How can I come up and work for you and do all sorts of different things as a student? Yeah. Um, and in doing so, like when the time came, where she was coming to graduate, I was like, Hey, no brainer, do you wanna going yeah. to come and be a part of our team and yeah. that's kind of how that went and the same like similarly with Dr. Dustin um I took care of his mom she had a really great experience with chiropractic in our office he was at BG at the time like just as an undergrad student Yeah, and uh he was like wow that's that's pretty amazing like this is pretty cool he came and shattered a couple times went, ended up going down to life university as well and like this was the long game it was like 4 years later um he eventually uh like when it came to time to graduation, we were like, dude, like I've known you since you were like 19 or, or 20, like, come on in. So it's a little bit different in the sense where like some businesses that grow and then you need to hire, like I knew those guys since way before they were even like doctors at all. So we're, we're definitely like on the same mission, like pulling, like, like in the same boat, just like stroking all in the same, same unity. So, and,
0: and they, I would assume being, um, being, you know, in charge or being their leader mm-hmm. You know, they, you kind of They kind of, well, well, one, you're a mentor too right. But they kind of like go with your flow too As opposed to, so, so if if you're all try like trying to send out the same message, it's a so kind of an easy thing to do. Yeah,
1: as yeah. far as being a leader, I think at the end of the day, like the messaging, it's helpful to come from like one source. Yes, um, yes. It, that's a really hard thing. You know, if it comes from multiple sources, it gets muddied, or you know, people have different styles. So um, we do uh, try to like allocate our jobs in different ways, and so um, I do I do a lot of the messaging, like uh, even if. Even if Dr., you know, well, I guess this wouldn't totally be true, but if you if you were seen by Dr. Dustin and you're like, hey, you should come on my podcast, like, we might have been like, hey, maybe Dr. Tyler should go out and do the podcast. Okay. Not because I, I'm any better, but just because, like, I pretty much, like, am the, the messaging yeah. guy within the practice, like, the storyteller.
0: Well, someone, I mean, there's always, there could be too many cooks in the kitchen where it's, like, yeah. it's, no, where we're, we're, it's overload here. There's There's too many people talking, you know, we do have to focus, and I think every company yeah. or place has that, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so you, we've mentioned life university several times. Uh, we also mentioned your practice without actually
1: saying it. So (laughs) we should probably say that, uh, the name of your practice. Yeah. The name of the practice is rebel chiropractic and yeah, people want to know why we named it rebel. I have some, uh, some friends down, down South that they're like, Hey dude, like that would not fly down here. Like, how did you name yourself rebel? I'm like, it's not like that. It's not like that. Um, but no, uh, we were previously named Waterville chiropractic clinic. And uh, dad named it that because he wanted to be the town doctor. Yeah. He wanted people to come to see him for anything. like Even if it was something that chiropractic could not like, fix in that moment, he wanted them to like, feel comfortable to come to see him first so that they could show him the thing and he could tell them with confidence like what professional they needed to seek. He wanted okay. to be the, the advocate for everybody in this small town of Waterville. Um, as we entered into like year 25 of practice, I was like, dad, like, what's this look like? for The next 25 years, like, are we gonna expand someday? Um, what does it look like when you transition out? Like, right now, Waterville Chiropractic Clinic only works if we're only in Waterville, yeah. Um, so we said we, we should probably do some sort of a rename, some sort of a rebrand, and uh, which after 25 years of developing a brand sounds a little <laughs> bit like suicide, yeah. <laughs> but like, I feel like we did it okay. Um, so dad and I, we took a, a retreat. Um, just he and I, we drove um, for a couple hours, we found a little coffee shop just to get out of out of town, just to get some clarity, and we just started brainstorming and writing down on paper, like, what are, who are organizations that we admire? Who are people that we admire, either alive or dead, historical, whatever? And when we looked at the list of all those people, we're like, what do these people have in common? We're like, well, that person stood up for what they believed in, um, in the face of oppression. Like, yeah. that person stood up for people who had no voice, like... That person, you know, led a, a colony to become a nation. Like that person. So we were like, you know what? Uh, like, is it revolutionary? Is it whatever? And then we were like, rebel. Yeah. And then we were like, yeah. And then we started riffing on that. We we're like, rebels. Yeah, because like we want to attract, we want to name our practice after the people who we want to attract. Yeah. We want to attract other rebels. We want to attract people that maybe in their own family, they're the only person in their family that doesn't own a microwave because they just don't want to have that radiation on their food. And like the rest of their family is like, you're weird. And they're like, yeah, so what? But then they come to our practice and they're like, oh, there's other people like me. Like there's other people that spend three times or four times as much on food because they want, they value that organic, you know, food kind of concept or like homegrown or, you know, raw milk and all that kind of stuff. Like we wanted to attract those kind of people. They are our people Um, because you could feel like a black sheep in your own family and that's hard. Um, we wanted to give them a community, so that's why we named it Rebel. And you know, through the the buffalo on there, you probably heard me yeah. t- you know talk about the buffalo before. But yeah, it's like so, so there is, and, and I, w- I do want to talk about that.
0: So uh, for the last two years of uh, our old head coach, the last two years of, of his uh, being the coach, he let me come up with the slogan for the season, which was pretty cool. I like doing that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And one of the years was into the storm. Sweet, and we and and he and I explained it to him, and it was you know oh. through partly through rebel, and then I was, and then I have heard that before about yeah. how buffaloes uh, most like cows will go they see a storm like oh my gosh this is scary I'm gonna run away, mm-hmm. and it just multiplies the time that they're in the storm. Yeah. Buffalo uh, go into the storm, go towards it, knowing if I go towards it, it's gonna be moving one way, I'm moving the other way, it's gonna lessen it, mm-hmm. right. Uh, to, I'm sure you 100 w- Way more elegant way Of explaining <laughs> no, it. <laughs> That's it man But uh, So I explained that To the coach And that's You know So that he You know wow. He explained it To the team And everything and, and it was cool And we had My favorite shirts That we had Are the slogans That I came up with Because I, I was proud And I, yeah. I just wanted To do more For the varsity team And he let me do it But partly You know Was from From oh, your From awesome. your team Right So uh, so cool. it, it is a cool thing And, and a cool message in the way we You know kind of labeled it for them is is basically that story like hey we're going to be the team that goes full charge we're going to go into this we're not going to back down we're not going to run away when we see something bad and that kind of stuff or it's going to be hard or whatever you know we're going to make it a lot harder for a lot short amount of time but we're going to be better
1: for it i love it yeah that's what the cold plunge is all about right (laughs) into the plunge you know it's just like i can do anything (laughs) for just 10 minutes so yeah <laughs> uh
0: well, well that's great uh I, I appreciate you. like I kept getting through I'm like, oh yeah, we have not mentioned rebels, so we should probably That's so funny <laughs> you're right', you're right. that's
1: not why I'm here you know just, no no you know, this, you're, you're here, here for you me. but that's
0: that's a big part of you yeah right? for sure, so, huge yeah. part uh, another big part in your life was life university yep. um like I said, we mentioned it a few times when you when you went there, i mean you had at that point you were like, oh man, now I know what I'm doing right I would imagine when you told your original story, you figured out this is what I want to do, but then it magnified when you went down there. Yeah. I imagine, right?
1: Yeah. So um, before I had my very first class, um, so class started on a Wednesday. Uh Uh, I had a technique club uh, for the Gonstead technique that took place on Tuesday. And so my dad practiced this Gonstead technique. That's what I thought chiropractic was. It wasn't until I got to Life University that I realized there's like tens and tens, you know, tons of different techniques I was like, this is cool. I have a chance to reinvent myself and maybe not do exactly what dad did and all this kind of stuff. I explored different techniques, came back to my first love of yeah. Godstead. <laughs> it was the way I loved getting adjusted. It was the specificity of it. It was the difficulty of it. Like everybody on campus, like I'm not joking. Like anybody who listens to this who's a chiropractic student is like, he's right. Um, everybody's like, I would do gonstead, but it's just so hard. Oh, like, okay, okay. Oh, I would do it, but I can, I get success in these other techniques. Like I can, I can adjust earlier because it's easier, but then they get to Gonstead club and they start to hit walls and like hit failures and they get discouraged yeah. and they just like don't stick through it. And that's why I was thankful for Andy, like coming through that. Cause he was doing the Gonstead work the same time I was. Um, so we'd like practice on each other. But yeah, man, like the, the, the clarity that I had and the focus and the, the desire to be like a Gonstead chiropractor once I got to life university, only because it's like you can love something, but until you see everything else that's out there mm. and realize, nope, I still love this the absolute most. Like that means more.
0: So, are there? I'm assuming there are chiropractors who feel like this is the superior method. But are there are there other methods that are like ah, I don't even know why they're teaching that?
1: There are to me. Yeah. Um, there are to me. Um, just and that all of those. Um, you know, would be like opinions of mine, I think. Um, There are some techniques that are techniques that truly I don't think there's any sort of like research basis or anything like that, or it's very minimal. Uh Um, So if you want to go that way and like actually have like a, you know, something to stand on, I think there are a few techniques that are a little bit more, um, yeah, harder to understand, harder to define, harder to research, harder to study. Um, whereas, whereas Gonstead is very easy to to research, very easy to study. Um, my well, dad. Well,
0: that too, I would imagine. Like, if it's easier to
1: research and do all that stuff, it's also easier to articulate to your yes. to your uh, uh, patients, right? Totally. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, Gonstead is known as an intersegmental technique, meaning um, it, there's like two segments, two spinal segments, one sitting on top of another. And when one becomes misaligned, it puts pressure on the surrounding tissues. Um, You can define it as uh, all these different dysfunctions, whether it's a tissue dysfunction, muscle dysfunction, nerve dysfunction, or maybe even just dysfunction of the organ that that nerve was going to. So these are all things that you can measure, that you can see, that you can plug electrodes into and see the functions of. Um, You can even put like a – if you've seen anybody with all the electrodes on their brain, like on their their head, like an EEG – you can deliver a Gonstead chiropractic, chiropractic adjustment and see like how it influences and lights up portions of the brain. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, that's a, that was really important to me when it came to Gonstead is like, how am I going to actually communicate this to people that know zero about yeah. chiropractic at all? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not here to talk to them about like, like a lot of this like deep neurological stuff. I just need to, at the end of the day, tell like a plumber pipe fitter that comes in to my office. It says, Hey, I'm dying. And I can tell them like, Hey, I can help you. Like yeah. you got a bone that's stuck and I'm going to unstuck it. Like sometimes that's that's my lay lecture. That's as <laughs> that's as complicated as I get for yeah. for some some people because that's all they want. That's all they need. All they need to know is like I'm in the right spot. This guy can help me. He knows what my problem is and he's going to take care of it as quickly as he can.
0: How do you shake the um perception that chiropractors are like quacks or yeah. cuz for a while it was I mean, insurance didn't cover a lot of that stuff, right? So how do you, how do you shake that? And on the same token, I think part of it is people people have come across chiropractors who think they can anything that's ever been wrong with you, they can fix, right? And and I don't know, we've never had that conversation. I don't know where you are on that, but how how does uh, uh, all that just like how do you just get that perception
1: away? Cool, I'm happy to answer both those questions. Uh, But the uh, I've always lived lived my life in an attitude like. I can't change someone's perspective of every chiropractor or of all chiropractic. Uh-huh. All I can change and all I'm in control of is their perception of me. Okay. So there's this concept of like how you do anything is how you do everything. So I figure if I operate in excellence with everything that I do, then people that experience me as a baker or as a public speaker or as whatever, they're like, he handles himself really well in the community like he's on this board and has you know helped out with this or whatever um he seems like he's living life well i don't think that he would be all in like sold out to a cause that has no validity whatsoever and they at least at that point in time give me an ear and they're like hey like i've always heard this i thought it was weird or whatever but i want to hear it from you like could you explain it to me and what i find is like at the office like, systematically impregnated with our, like, our procedures is the education. Like, nobody gets through the door to get adjusted by me without first committing to saying, like, all right, I'll hear from you exactly what we're going to be doing for you. Some would call that informed consent. At most medical offices, informed consent is nothing but a form that you check a bunch of boxes and you definitely don't read, and you sign (laughs) and date, and it probably says, like, you're going to die in all these different ways, or you could um our informed consent is active it is conversational it is ongoing it is procedural and uh i find that that combats that quackery yeah. um kind of mentality which is dying off by the way um it's more like that was more like my dad's generation yeah thankfully as there have been more and more um professionals medical doctors from my generation that are getting out to be in practice um they are referring to us nice, Um, as opposed to being like our enemy or competitor or whatever. Well, e- even when I went with my, when I had a herniated
0: disc, they didn't say anything about a chiropractor, mm-hmm. my, my doctor. They said, well, mm-hmm. your insurance wants you to try uh, rehab, uh, physical yeah. therapy, and then if that doesn't work, we'll have surgery. And I just thought, okay, well, so then right. I did it and I had my first surgery and it was fine. You know, it worked. Yep. Um but then when I had my second one, no, again, no one said like, ah, you had one already. It's the same procedure. We'll just do it again on a different spot or whatever. I said, okay. But then that's when Andy's like, no, don't do that. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that, yeah. Even even that was, what? I don't know. I was probably early 20s, 24. Mm-hmm. So that was well, 14 years ago. Man. And, and they weren't doing that. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah a lot, I think a lot of has has been changing and maybe that's just with like social media too. I don't know. Yeah. Like information is just more available than ever. Um, I guess to answer the second question, question of like chiropractors that think that they can cure anything, help anything, you know, whatever. I think that my attitude toward health in general is chiropractic first. Okay. So chiropractic first, drugs second, uh, surgery last. And if you gotta, if you gotta get to that last point, great. Like, like you said, you had a really good experience with your disc herniation reduction. Um, there are times and places where, Drugs are necessary. Like these are these are things that exist for a reason. I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. And sometimes people will unfairly put me into a box and think like, oh yeah, he's a chiropractor. He doesn't believe in modern medicine. He doesn't believe in any of that. He's not gonna he's gonna judge me if I go that direction. Yeah. And that just couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. Um, and as a part of my uh, informed consent, like presentation. We call it our orientation, new patient orientation. Um, I actually put up a picture of one of my friends who's a chiropractor. Uh, and there's, there's C-section. Um, and I was like, Hey, like the reason I'm showing you this is because this little girl a hundred years earlier probably wouldn't have survived. Yeah. You know, she had a tumor growing off of her, uh, tailbone that weighed like 14 pounds. She only weighed like six pounds or something like that. Like, I don't know how you get that out without a cesarean section. So yeah. it's like, I put that up there to let them know, like, like we eventually like have to go through this process, but, but chiropractic, it's totally non-invasive. Like you don't put anything into the body, take anything out of the body yeah. when done correctly. It is absolutely harmless. Like there is nothing that there is nothing that a Gonstead chiropractor who is doing their job correctly uh, can do to injure somebody. Like it's just going to be, um, you know, there's only going to be like good, good chiropractor. The, the the guy who started our technique, Dr. Clarence Gonstead said, if chiropractic isn't working, don't question chiropractic question the administration of it like okay you know we need to get better you know we need to strive to get better and go to more seminars and practice more and be in practice longer um so yeah i guess that's the my answer is like chiropractic only really like by definition uh should be used for one thing and that's for the reduction of vertebral subluxation and what vertebral subluxation is is those misaligned vertebrae putting pressure on the nerves um if, if a chiropractor says i can cure asthma i can cure you know diarrhea i can cure whatever like that's Uh, that's a miscommunication. Uh, We don't cure any of that. All we take care of is taking pressure off the nerve. And then as a result, if we're doing our job, right, the the theory, the science behind it is that the brain will become aware of that colon, The, the brain will become aware of the stomach or the heart or whatever organ that they're trying to help function better. And that organ will function better and that dysfunction will go away and their symptoms will go away and it will be cured, but not as a direct result of the chiropractic adjustment. Yeah. You're, the, not, you're
0: not adjusting the organ. No, yeah.
1: I'm not adjusting the organ. I'm not curing the disease. I'm taking pressure off of the nerve. Yeah. We're just basically like switchboard operators. Like if that, if there, if there's no connection between here and here, like, this is what the adjustment does and then it's that person talking to that other person that yeah. brain talking to that organ that's eventually going to heal that person
0: well as uh, as your patient i uh, appreciate that uh knowledge because like i said we've never had that yeah. conversation i mean we see each other when i go in there it's like three minutes and i'm out of there so uh, it is uh good to know and, and it kind of goes back to your dad i mean right your dad did that same thing like hey mm-hmm. come see me and then Then I'll put take you to these other places. Yeah. So basically, you're saying the same thing. Like, come see me if this isn't working. Well, then go to this doctor or get on. I think I've seen good with this drug, or then, or like you said, well, then you're gonna have to do surgery if Mm -hmm. what if x y and z you know
1: didn't work yeah um yeah. The, the good news is like the studies exist like people that do see chiropractors regularly like take something like 60 percent less drugs sure like they spend way less time in hospitals they have way far fewer surgeries so like the good news is it is working yeah and it's like chiropractic first drug second you know surgery last. but like it's working really good like if you want to have to try to avoid that stuff like chiropractic is a great place to start yeah well, uh,
0: I appreciate you coming out here, man. Uh, this is awesome. I, try to, I, try to, I always tell people an hour, so I try to stick to that. But cool. I mean, we probably could talk for forever. Uh, but you probably got some bread to make or something. So. Definitely. <laughs> uh, before we go, I want to say, again, thanks to Fort Meg's Chiropractor. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Fort Meg's CrossFit uh, for allowing me to use their studio. Uh, they have classes seven days a week. If you, have any, if you don't have any experience, they got classes for you. Check out their website, fortmegscrossfit.com. Uh, thanks again man this was, is this was awesome I got to know you a little bit better uh, and I'm uh, I'm pleased to be seeing you and hopefully I don't go uh, another four years and have a hiatus like that
1: so. <laughs> love it man thanks for having me on
0: thanks again to my, my guest Dr. Tyler uh, it was great for him to come out here explain uh, all about the, the Gonset Method basically what he's doing to my body it was good to learn that all that information I got I got a lot of it uh, during my orientation but it was good to, to hear him and, and get more and more specifics Um about his time at Life University and how he chose that. Uh, but it was great. I can't recommend uh, Rebel Chiropractic more if you, if you think you're in need of uh, chiropractic care. Um, uh, again, before I leave, I appreciate uh, Fort Max CrossFit for allowing me to use their space. Uh, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, uh, Real, J- Real JP Multimedia, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.